Hey writers, welcome to Writing YA with Poppy. I'm Poppy Solomon, an editor and author assistant who specialises in young adult fiction. I created this podcast to start discussions with writers, offer advice on writing, publishing and book marketing and talk about my favourite genre, YA. You can find me on Instagram as Poppy's Vintage Books and LinkedIn under Poppy Solomon. You can also visit my website which I'll link below. I am so happy you're here and I can't wait to talk teen fiction with you today. Let's start. Hey writers, I'm back. I know it's been a while, but I'm definitely trying to get back on my podcasting. It's been really, really busy times, of course, with publishing my debut novel, Woken Kingdom. My little YA fantasy romance is now out in the real world. And so far, people seem to be really resonating with it, which is really nice. Um, I definitely wish it all the best and hope that lots of people love it and find peace and escape and joy from it to celebrate the release which was on monday last week i spoke to the umundi voice and i was interviewed by the lovely emily who's a 16 year old ya reader and she did a wonderful interview where we chatted all about the book and they sent me the recording so i'm lucky enough to be able to share it with you now here today so without wasting any more time i shall press play and let you listen see you soon so tell us a little bit about yourself first Okay, well, I'm Poppy Solomon. I am 24 years old. This is my first book. So I grew up on the Sunshine Coast. I was born in New Zealand, but I moved here when I was a baby. Um, always loved books growing up. Always wanted to write one myself. It's actually the third book that I've written. So it's not my first, but it's the first one that I've published. Yeah. So at the moment, I'm working as a freelance editor and young adult fiction coach for YA authors. I help a lot of authors doing the same thing that I'm doing, so it's sort of like natural that I then went and did it myself. Yeah, definitely. What inspired the uh, main characters of Maya and Teddy? They were actually inspired by Katniss and Peter from The Hunger Games. I did think about yeah. that when I was reading it. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so what happened was I had just finished rereading The Hunger Games a couple of years ago. I went to see Sleeping Beauty the Ballet and I just sort of came up with this idea of like what if one of the characters who was in this story was a lot like Katniss. She was kind of grumpy, she was really family orientated, like she just wanted to save her sisters. Yeah. Like pretty much the exact same. She's a grumpy girl and then she meets a sweet sunshiny boy and that was pretty much how it And then he betrays her. And <laughs> yeah, so I wanted it to be... Especially with Katniss and Peter, how their dynamic is very, like, can we trust each other? Yeah, definitely. So that sort of really inspired them. And, yeah, I just loved the, and I think a lot of people resonated with that as well, this, like, grumpy girl, sunshine boy dynamic, because a lot of the time it's the opposite. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, really, yeah, like, sort of Mary Sue girl with a grumpy brooding boy. Yeah. So I like to, yeah, with it. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, What advice would you give to young authors wanting to start writing a novel? Just start. It's practice. It's like anything in the world. Like you literally just have to make a go of it. It's hard at first, but for me, I learned just by reading a lot, and that's how most people learn. So you just have to start and read and read and read. Um, you'll find, you know, the genres that you like. You get ideas by reading stuff that you like and realizing, okay, well, what would I want to do differently? Yeah. Or studying the prose and being like, oh, okay, I see where they, how they use like commas here to create tone or how this character speaks like this and this character speaks like that. And then you sort of learn slowly just by reading a lot. So you probably can relate to that. Like, yeah, you pick things up and you go. yeah. And yeah, a little bit of formal training helps as well, just so you know, like, oh, okay, well, this is where a full stop goes. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really just practice. 
So what do you say? How are you gonna get this book out into the world? So you Monday Voice, so Monday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you Monday Voice is gonna promote it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so because I don't have a big publishing house to back me and do a lot of the marketing, I have to do everything myself. So it's a mix of like Instagram and TikTok are my main channel. Oh, so yeah. TikTok a lot is really good. I've only started a few months ago, but it grows really quickly. So, and the YA community on there, the BookTok community is so huge. I've got a lot of friends on Bookstagram as well. So I've made, I sent out a lot of advanced copies of the book, like maybe 50 <laughs> free copies. Just which like not physical copies because I can never afford that, but yeah, the ebook versions. I just thought, well, it's a file. It doesn't really exist. It doesn't cost me anything to send it to people. So I just have been putting it out everywhere, reaching out to different like media outlets, just posting about it on TikTok, Instagram all the time, getting my friends to post cover reveals, things like that. So there are a lot of things you can do. It's it's time consuming. Yeah, exactly. so marketing a book is a full time job. Yeah. So when you're a writer, you're writing full time and you're marketing full time and you also have to work full time so you don't make enough money off it to live. <laughs> have you enjoyed reading fairy tale um, tropes before, like the flipping of the switch of the fairy tales, like the behind the scenes? Have you enjoyed reading those? It's really fun. I think it's just like it works so much because. It's just taking a, a story trope that already works. So you're taking a book that people, or like a story of fairy tales, people already know and love. So you've pretty much got the foundations already. You just have to put your own spin on it. Yeah. So, and I think that's why people love the retelling so much, is we can take these stories, that, especially when they're so nostalgic as well. Like the Sleeping Beauty. I just watched the Disney version of Sleeping Beauty, which I hadn't seen for a really long time. And yeah, I watched it the other night and it was so beautiful. And I can see like when people draw comparisons to that, how they why they love the book now, because it's sort of it's reminiscent of things that they loved when they were a child. Yeah. Yeah, and I think people love having that, um being able to see I don't think people in today's society want to take characters at face value anymore, like which is what I loved about Wicked because it really delved into the meanings of why people do what they do and I think your book does that quite a lot. Do you, it says in the back of the book that you have a second book coming along in the series. Do you delve into um, Princess Dawn's story a little bit more in that book? Yeah, so not so much book two but book three is Dawn's book. Oh yeah. So that's when her romance comes in. Um, so it's going to be a four-book series. So book one is my and Teddy. Book two is Tiara and her love interest, Arden. Uh, book three is Dawn and her love interest, Relia. And book five is Isla and Zeus, who are characters who are yet to appear. So we're switching up the point of view each book. So when I set out to write Working Kingdom, it was just going to be one book. I just wanted to write a really simple fairy tale retelling. But then Sierra's character really stood out to me, yeah. and I just thought, oh my gosh, like I love her. Everyone who read the book absolutely fell yeah. in love with her as well. And I just thought, like, she needs her redemption arc. She needs to like have a full story of her own. And then it sort of became this four-book series where I'm giving romance stories to each of the characters. I'm not much of a romance reader or writer, so that was something that was different for me as well. Was being like, oh, this is a romance novel. It was. It was really. It was really good. The because I think every good story does have a little bit of that woven through it as well, and I think that will help people become really attached yeah. to your books as well. Because people love a good romance, and especially, but when it mixes into fantasy as well, so it's all it's very adventurous and it's got a lot of stuff happening. But there is also that underlying romance, which a lot of yeah. readers really enjoy, especially myself. I love, yeah. I love fantasy romance, so this yeah. is like my exact perfect book. Oh, and I actually, 
I, I'm desperate to read the next one. <laughs> <laughs> have you taken, have you tried publishers? Like, do you send your work to publishers? Yeah, so this one was always going to be self-published. I always, I wanted it to be my own. So I, from the get-go, I was like, no, this one is mine. I, want, I know what I want the cover to be. So the cover yeah. is like my granddad's art, which I don't think... Uh, Wow. Yeah, I don't think a publisher would have like let me do that. Um, and just a lot of things about it, I just felt like because of the, like you said, like the romance, the fantasy, the trope, it can sell on its own. Yeah. So I feel like and yeah, my beta readers really liked it as well. They really resonated with it, whereas other books that I've sent for feedback, yeah. they liked it, but they didn't love it. And this one, I think it just has the formula right. It's similar to a lot of other fantasy books, but it has its own unique story to it which I found really interesting because I one of my favorite book series growing up as a kid was The Land of Stories. It's about a guy and a girl and they go into like a different world so from here different like our world and then they get transported in this old storybook of fairy tales into the fairy tale world and it's got like Cinderella Charming Kingdom and it explores all of that and it's a magic fairy which is really cool but i love fairies i love but i love how you made one of the fairies a villain that was yeah definitely interesting and they weren't all goody fairies and the the dark fairy as it seems wasn't the one that really orchestrated the curse for her own yeah i wanted to i think because when i went to see the ballet which was like when the story started forming in my mind so they have like seven fairies, so they all come out one by one and they all do a little dance and we've got like the fairy of light and music and the fairy of, you know, love and the fairy of all these different things and the lilac fairy is like the main one, she's the boss. Um, and I just sort of felt like, what if she's got like an ulterior motive? Like, yeah. what is she doing? Like, why did she think it was a good idea to put a whole kingdom to sleep? Like, surely someone's going to be like... Funny. Why did I just wait a hundred years for a princess? And it seems absurd, but in the ballet, everyone's like, "Yay, our princess!" Like we just want to love our princess. Which is, which is what I love about these two books because they don't take everything at face value because people don't really want that book anymore. They've heard the story of the Prince Charming coming to save the beautiful Sleeping Beauty, but they don't really. Yeah, he's not so charming when you read the book as yeah, well. Exactly. But yeah, I think for me too, I didn't want to write Aurora's story again. Yeah. So I, that's why I came up with Maya because to me she's well, she's like the cat. She's you know we could have written a story about like someone in the capital, but we didn't write that story. We wrote about like a girl from the poorest district, right? Yeah. So like my idea was I just wanted to write a character who's already poor, she's struggling, she just wants to save her family, but she's in this world where she's got absolutely no power. So she just decides to do something pretty insane. Yeah. And she's like just pretty crazy, but it's really fun because a lot of characters aren't like that. They're very stable. So I really like Maya's character, or writing her is really fun because she's kind of just like wild. And, and I love I love that as well because she's she's really great in the way that she's stubborn. I love mm. I love a good female character who's yeah. stubborn and actually holds her ground on things, which is yeah. it's really inspirational for young women. So. That's good. Yeah. Well, that's what I want to show girls. It's like. You know, when we see Teddy and Maya, like, Teddy being such a lovely, sweet boy, he's treating her like how girls should be treated. Yeah. You know, and I don't like, yeah, these stories where there's these really abusive guys with these teenage girls, especially when there's, like, he's in a thousand-year-old god and she's a 16-year-old girl who's, you know, going to school. And it's like, why, why are they together? And he's really abusive and mean and she's really sweet. And it's like, 
that's not a good impression for young women. Yeah, like it exactly. doesn't set a it's good saying they should, you know, set up that. Yeah, that's, it's really inspirational piece of journalism at uni. Yeah, so I always wanted to write books. Yeah. That was like my goal since I was like a kid, which everyone says that, but it's true. Um, so yeah, I like kind of set out to go to university and I sort of was like, okay, no one makes money writing books. Or at least, like, I won't not make initially. money. Yeah, not initially. Like, I'm not going to immediately have a book ready to sell. And even then, like, it took me a few years to find out that even once you have books out, you still don't make a lot of money. Most of the time, I know I'm going to be a bestseller and I'm going to make millions. So oh, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I'm the exception to the rule. Yeah. But, yeah, so I was sort of in year 12. It was 2015. Yeah, and I was like, what should I do? I want to write books. I want to, well, I want to write. I know I'm good at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I just knew that's what I wanted to to do but I knew I had to have a like a yeah. career yeah. so I decided to go into journalism but do a minor in creative writing so that way I could do a little There's bit a lot of, of creative writing courses around yeah there's so many yeah and I think like for me journalism was really good for writing because it taught me how important it is to be like short and snappy and I think you probably noticed in the book like I don't dither around a lot yeah which is good because when when I read often if if I pick up a book and it doesn't grab me in the first like chapter, then I'm just like, yeah, I can't be bothered. <laughs> can't be bothered. But if yours hooked you straight straight away, which was really good, and I like yeah. if it because every chapter you had like they were going to a new fairy kingdom, mm. they were doing something, there was a new fight, a new battle. There was always something. It wasn't. There wasn't any just unnecessary chapters, yeah. there, which is something really important. Yeah, I mean, also the fact that I like outlined this one really well, so there wasn't any like it wasn't me. And there's nothing wrong with writing as you go. That's like a really amazing way to write as well. But so there's two sort of camps of writers, pants and squatters. So pants are the people who just sort of write as they go. It just comes to them, and it all just streams out onto the page. Really amazing way to write. Doesn't work for me because I have ADHD and my brain goes every which way, so I need what? Yeah. So I yeah I planned this one out really well, and I didn't let myself have a lot of extra. And because I knew I was self-publishing it, I wanted it to be short, because the longer a book is, the more it costs to print it. So I was like, I'm not filling this up with stuff that's not necessary. It has to be short and snappy. Thanks so much for listening to the Writing YA with Poppy podcast. To chat with me or to get more writing, publishing, and book marketing tips, you can follow me on Instagram, LinkedIn, or visit my website. I'll link them all below. See you soon and happy writing.